Uh, good afternoon. It's uh, that hour of Divine Mercy. We'd love to pray with you. If you want to join us, I'll give the numbers uh, very quickly. The lines fill up. Uh, if you want to try to get through, it's 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. And, of course, you can send Maggie a tweet on our X platform by going to at Drew Mariani Show and sending that intention over. She'll be glad to give it voice a little bit later. And, of course, if you are watching on YouTube or on Facebook uh, or any other social media platform that we're heard over, uh, feel free to leave those intentions there as well. Uh, and tell others. This is a great way to spread the message of divine mercy. And let's amplify our prayers by having more people join us for prayer. I want to start today by praying for a former colleague of mine. Uh, I call him a friend. He's guest host on this radio program, John Harper. John Harper today is having a birthday. I'll keep his age anonymous. I don't know if he wants anybody to know or not. But John, if you're listening, if you're praying with me, happy birthday to you. I hope people send you lots of emails wishing you a happy birthday. I had an opportunity to talk to him yesterday on my drive home from the studio. And that's a great conversation. And he misses being on the air with, with everyone here. And he says a lot of people still reach out to him. So today he is celebrating a birthday and I'm going to pray for him during the, the chaplet. And there's a mom praying for her incarcerated son, and she is praying that the judge will grant her son a motion for early release. Let's pray for the incarcerated. We are the most incarcerated nation in the planet, believe it or not, the United States of America. So you know, a lot of mothers and fathers, a lot of siblings, a lot of spouses probably uh, miss very much of those they love. So uh, she's just praying that... Uh, There'll be some mercy shown in that particular situation. So, Gene, we are praying for your son. So hang in there, okay? Lots of answered prayers coming in, too, and I'm really grateful for that. Thank thank you for writing. A lot of people have been writing. I'll share a few of them today, but uh, there are a lot of them I didn't get a chance to get to. But before I share some of those, Maggie, anything you want to start off with today or pray pray for? I always like to bring you into the conversation. Thank you, Drew. Um, yeah, you know what? I've been having this sinus issue and I talked with my Aunt Molly, my godmother, recently, and she's been dealing with sinus problems for four months. Oh, my gosh. It's bad. So I I just want to pray for her and, and that it clears up and she's healed. Uh, we'll pray for you. Now, you were stuffy at the beginning of the week, uh-huh. and you still are. So you'll get through it, though. Yeah. Um, you're fighting for two. All That's right. right. Your little baby. So we'll it. pray for Maggie and her baby. She's got a lot of prayer coming her way. Hey, I want to send a shout out to Chris. Um, I, I received an email a couple nights ago from somebody saying, could you please pray for my son? He lost his wallet. It's got a Padre Pio medal in it. So I wrote back to the person. I said, yeah, I'd be glad to pray for them, uh, for, for, for that lost object. But do me a favor, because my son, Brett, he lost his phone. Right? He, just got a, he had a brand new phone and only had it for a couple of weeks. And he was at work, and he, there was radio silence over. My wife and I said, "How come you know we're not hearing back from Brett? Where's Brett? Where's Brett?" And um, I realized his phone must be lost. It fell out of his pocket, and he is up uh, in an area where there's a ton of snow. <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, that thing's not going to be found to the new year, right to to the spring at least." <clears throat> and um, so I know Chris was praying for my son. I was praying uh, for his, and. Um, couldn't believe it. Uh, that wallet that was lost was found. And I got a phone call yesterday from somebody who found my son's phone. It was going through the, I guess, the Rolodex of numbers. 
and uh, both were answered. So that's a, a great prayer. But, you know, I get these intentions, and sometimes my wife and I, if I'm reading my emails at night or we're going through our Twitter feed here, uh, we'll stop and pray right then and there. You know, at Mass today, I lifted up your intentions. You, you are always, if you pray with me during this hour, you are always in my prayers. Anytime I spend time with the Lord, I bring you to him and to your intentions, and there's a real power there. So I'm grateful for those answered prayers, for those things that are lost, especially a wallet, especially a phone. It could be be pretty tough. So, um, Also, uh, let me see what else came in here. This person said, hey, I asked for prayers during your inaugural live stream of the chaplet as my granddaughter was considering abortion. The next day, her mother told me she chose life. She was going to have the baby. And that's the power of us praying together. It pierces the heart. Right, it brings a super abundance of grace. It brings about conversion, and they uh, Janet sent to me a beautiful photo of Oliver Richard with his mother that was born. So, really grateful. Born just a couple weeks ago, and she said, "I'm soon going to get to meet him. Can't wait." So, anyway, let's pray in Thanksgiving today uh, for the way that God is working in your life and for those many answered prayers. Uh, that are continuing to to flow in. Here's one more. I'll say this is a brief one. There's a lot of them. And please send me those answer prayers. I can't tell you how much I enjoy reading them. This person said, I sent prayers in for my brother with stage four um, cancer. And I asked that God's will uh, that it be totally eradicated. Uh, he went to get his PET scan. And after his chemo was finished, the cancer is now completely gone. So I just want to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And, you know, God can use medicine to answer our prayers, too. Not everything has to be miraculous. If we get a scan one day and there's a tumor, the next day it's gone. I love those answered prayers. But some kind, sometimes God allows, you know, the, the radiation treatment, the chemo, uh, the immunotherapy, or other natural means to, to result in an answered prayer. God uses the natural sometimes in a supernatural way. So let's pray for the miracles that you are seeking in your life, those answered prayers. And uh, we'll begin as we do every day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus. But the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, our first call today comes from Mark. 
praying with us in Woolwich, Maine. Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, Drew, I'm calling. Uh, uh, this is a prayer of thanksgiving All right. for you for the the prayer that you said for uh, Rowan, the little boy that uh, needed to go get an operation to get his uh, his neck, a hole in his neck sealed yeah, and his eyeball repaired. Yeah. And I, I asked his father, he was, he was really sick, and his father, he told me that he was doing better and he's going to go get an operation on Monday. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Hey, Mark, thank you. God bless you. God, God bless you. I, I love it. And, and God hears prayers. And I said he often uses medicine, technology uh, to help bring about those healings. So we'll continue to pray uh, for successful surgeries, complete recuperation. And I want to pray for anyone right now who's facing uh, those crises right now where they are undergoing treatments, um, they have upcoming surgeries. Maybe they're in ICUs or NICUs or PICUs. Uh, Lord, I just ask for your healing touch to go out for restoration of the body, for the healing of the heart and of the mind. And we pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole for world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us. Us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Rita is praying in Ontario, Canada with us. Rita, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. I need you to pray for me. I own an apartment building and I need all the prayers, please, to help me if I can sell it. Okay. Lately, I helped a woman. She was in a shelter uh, to move in another building, and she took all my money. Oh, no. Um, so I really need your help to make her see, please, God, that she give me the money back. Disability is supposed to send the money directly to me, but she went and she turned it around and she took all the rent money. So hopefully I don't have to wait seven, eight months to go to the court to get my money yeah. because I'm in trouble and my blood pressure. So I'm asking for everybody to help me and pray for me and guide me. Well, God bless Thank you. you. God bless you. We're here for you. Okay. And I love what you said. You're asking everyone to pray for you. I'll pray for you. Maggie's going to pray for you. And I know all who are now united with us, this spiritual family of ours, We'll pray for you, and we'll pray for conversion of heart, for the return of those finances, and for a for a real miracle here. Um, you know, there are times in life when we do face very difficult sufferings. And they come in all sorts of ways, such as this. this is a tremendous test of faith. Um, it's for you and for me to submit ourselves to God's will. You know, God can can work this out. He can there. He can resolve this. You know, there are mysteries that St. Faustina wrote about of the, uh, of the human mind that will never fathom here on earth, and eternity will reveal them, and these tests, uh, they resonate through all eternity. So, Lord, I just pray you give us the grace to have total trust and faith in you, that you can bring good out of the situation, and that you can hear the humble prayers of, uh, of Rita here in Ontario, Canada, just asking for your mercy. And Heavenly Father, I also bring to you those who are also 
um, facing crises where their finances have been squandered or where there has been embezzlement or where they've been robbed or cheated or scammed. And I just ask for a very prompt resolution to those situations as I pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world all right before we go to audrey who's praying with us in saint paul minnesota let me go to maggie who is here with us. And Maggie, I know a lot of intentions are coming in. By the way, if you want to send Maggie an intention, best way to do that is uh, on our X platform, simply by sending her a tweet at Drew Mariani Show. You'll see it there on the screen if you are watching. It's at Drew Mariani Show. Or you can, uh, of course, uh, email the show, but send it to her on Twitter, one of the best ways to get it, or on Facebook or on, uh, on YouTube if you're praying with us there as well. Send me your answer prayers. You can send me an email, just mark it miracle or answered prayer, whatever you want. Um, the email for the show is drew at relevantradio.com. Drew at relevantradio.com. And Maggie, what's coming in? Um, Martha from California wrote to us an email, Drew. She said, I'm praying for a coworker while he was using a nail gun. The nail ricocheted back to him and the nail went under his safety glasses. Oh, my gosh. And went into his eye. He's only 22 and is in pain after having eye surgery. He's very scared. Please pray for him during the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Jesus, we trust in you. Veronica says, please pray for a little boy named Jamie Harrison. He's sick in the hospital with a brain tumor. Also prayers for a six-year-old little girl named Natalia who has pneumonia and has been sick for two months. Stephen wrote to us, um, he said, baby Gus could use our prayers. And I've seen this prayer circulate on Twitter. It's a little tiny baby. He's been having some lung issues and therefore some brain issues. And um, his parents are exhausted from the time in the hospital and they just really need healing. Bob is praying for his wife, Martha, who's battling cancer and starting her second round of chemo. And he says, I wanna pray for all cancer patients. From YouTube, Regina said, I thank you, God, for the good news at the dermatologist today. Right. Eva said, please lift up my, my husband for the plumbing license documents to get signed soon. Jesus, please, sign, please help us get them signed. I have a private intention I would like lifted up today. And, and lastly, this one really hit home for me, Drew. Um, Carol asked that we pray for the, the woman who called into the rosary last night. She was the last caller of the evening and she was in tears right from the get-go. She said, Father, I really need your prayers. My husband is an addict. Uh, she was calling from Wisconsin. She said, I know he's in Chicago tonight doing drugs and partying. Um, she said, "I have a little. we have a little boy. He needs to come home. And I, I've been praying for his conversion and his sobriety. 
So I, I know it was such a moving call. I know that a lot of people were moved by it. And I just, I want to echo Carol's um, request that we pray for Derek and his conversion uh, and for his wife and baby. That's tough. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and, and addiction, as I've often said on the air, it seems insurmountable. Yeah. Never, it's more powerful than anything. But um, I think it was Alphonse Liguori who once said that the one who prays most receives the most. And just keep petitioning the Lord and pray with trust. And um, I've seen heroin addiction overcome, and I've seen alcohol and gambling addiction. So, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, that addict that you're dealing with may have to hit rock bottom before before they get the healing, the, the sobriety that they need. But, you know, let's pray. We'll pray for your marriage. We'll pray for your children. We'll pray for your relationship. We'll pray for anyone who right now is dealing with addiction in any form, whether it's compulsion to food or to any uh, pornography, whatever it may be, Lord. I just, I ask you to break those chains that bind so many of your, so many of your children from the freedom that you want for them. Ashley's praying with us also in St. Paul, uh, uh, Minnesota. Audrey, I'm sorry. I think I called you Ashley. Audrey, good to have you here with us. Thank you, Drew. Um, I'd like prayers for my sister, Julia, who has multiple ongoing health issues, pain and debilitation, um, for protection for her and healing physically, interiorly, and spiritually as God wills. All right. Let's pray for her right now. We'll pray for all your personal intentions as well as your sister. Lord, we give you our hearts. All these intentions you heard voiced in your mercy, hear us, answer us, send us those graces, put into motion those answered prayers. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we'll go to North Texas next. Leo is joining us there. Hi, Leo. Sure, thank you for taking my call and thank you, Maggie. Um, wanted to pray for my mother who passed away three years ago. Okay. And today would have been her 88th birthday, so oh, wow. pray for the pause of her soul. Uh, along those lines, also pray for my mentor who also died three years ago uh, this day. And I uh, want to pray also for all mothers who have unborn children, that they'll have the healthy and uh, uh, hopefully a, a pain, <laughs> well, mitigation of pain during their labor. And also, finally, for a, a friend of mine who misplaced or can't find some important legal documents, that uh, I just ask for prayers that he'll be able to find those documents. Right. And well, uh, for all the unborn. Yeah, beautiful prayers. Leo, thank you. And, and uh, certainly pray for your mother's soul and all those who've gone before us and all those beautiful intentions you put forward. As I shared a little bit earlier, uh, somebody called and said, hey, can you pray for my son's lost wallet? I said, can you pray for my son's lost phone? They were answered. Now let's pray for those lost docs, okay? We'll pray those documents get returned. Maggie, I know you appreciated that prayer that came in for a uh, good labor, right? 
<laughs> laborless. Uh, some women have children instantly. My sister, you know, when she had her babies, it was minutes, you know, it happened quickly. So I keep telling myself it's part of my salvation. Amen to that. <laughs> well, I give you Leo, Lord, and every one of these intentions he voiced and um, lift up all those, those beautiful prayers and unite him to all who pray with us as we turn to you once again with trust, eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. World. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Uh, Crystal is praying with us in Odessa, Texas. Hi, Crystal. Hello. Hi. Uh, I wanted to um, just say um how good god is um i had a very rare complication at childbirth and i went into cardiac arrest um my doctor uh said we were very lucky we were very lucky uh he said um if it were everything wasn't in place that i would not have survived wow. um so i want to thank god that he made a miracle and he let me live another day to be here with my four daughters and I want to pray for all the women that are giving birth, that they won't have any complications and that um, the children will be healthy and they'll That's be able to raise their children. And Seems to be the intention of the day, doesn't it? Well, Crystal, let's pray in Thanksgiving for your life, yes. for your health, for your babies. Yes. And for all I'm those so intentions. Grateful to God. I have to tell everybody how good he is that he let me live another day. Amen, right? Let's give God thanks, right? Let's give him thanks. You know, if we only knew how precious in life the hidden infirmities were, these crosses that he allows us to carry, uh, one day we will see. And one day, you know, we'll look back even at the suffering that perhaps we squandered. It's often said that suffering is uh, such a great grace. You know, we become more like our Savior when we when we truly embrace it. And if the Lord sends us sufferings, I know all of us have them in different forms, uh, there's a reason for it. It can be meritorious, but let's give him thanks for the crosses of our lives as well as the many ways he saves us. Elizabeth is in Chicago. We'll add her to the final decade as well. Elizabeth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Uh, my, I have two prayer intentions. Okay. My uncle's prayer, he's homeless, and he needs a place to stay to take his medicine. And I would like the conversion of my mother because she, but she has a good business going, but she has like, she doesn't, she does tarot and I just really want her to convert. Uh, Elizabeth, how old are you? Can I ask you? I'm nine years old. Well, wow. you sound so much older and I'll tell you what, you keep praying, not only for your uncle, but you pray for your mom. I'm telling you, your prayers are so direct. They go right to the throne of God, and he hears your prayers. And let's entrust your mom to the Blessed Mother, okay? Let's ask her uh, to, to take care of her. And Lord, right now I pray, and I call upon St. Michael in a special way to protect anyone who's involved with tower cards, the occult, or any of those activities. And I entrust to your merciful heart, little Elizabeth, this nine-year-old girl who is praying for her uncle. I pray for the homeless. I pray for those who have no place to stay. But I pray, Lord, in particular today, you hear this child's prayers. 
And I pray for her mother, and I pray for the conversion of all those, Lord, who are most in need of your mercy. Give to everyone on hold, and all those intentions now being voiced as I pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us. On us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god Holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady of Palestine. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint John Paul II. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Anthony, no, Saint Francis de Sales. Pray for Richard us. Saint today. Uh, of course, Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. Saint Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. And all you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. Um, Try to call in again if you didn't get through today. Uh, eventually you will, I promise. And, of course, send those tweets to Maggie on our X platform. It's at Drew Mariani Show. And definitely send me your answer prayers. I'm really grateful. I, I got a battery of answered prayers this week. I couldn't believe how many different answer prayers were coming in. And that's because there's a power with us praying together. I mean, this is such an anointed time of prayer, and it is powerful. Tell others about it. And if you know others, and I hear people say, oh, I now introduced my mother or my sister or my coworker, uh, it's changing lives. It's resulting in answered prayer. It's helping people to deepen their faith and their trust in the Lord. It's allowing others to see the tangible results of prayer. So tell others about the Chapel of Divine Mercy. I prayed every day at this time, okay? And use your social media to share it with others. I had to take a short break. I'm going to be back with you. And if uh, you're not listening over the relevant radio platforms, download our app or Go to relevantradio.com where you can stream the rest of what will be a, a great, great conversation. I'll be right back. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Real faith, real talk. You're listening to The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Great to be back here with you today. Thanks for joining me. And you are welcome. 
to pull up a chair and uh, hang out. Phone line to get in, talk, join any of my guests, or to sound off is 888-914-9149. Thanks for praying the chaplet with me, and you know, thanks for uh, thanks for allowing me to be part of your afternoon. It's always good. If you missed any of my conversation, and we've had some great ones, especially this, actually all year, but especially this week, uh, you can go to our, our podcast. You can go to relevantradio.com, check out the show, just do a search for The Drew Mariani Show, or go to where podcasts are, are found. You can download them, listen to them, share them with others, okay? It'd be a great way to, to spread the faith, too. Uh, I saw an article, and I, I do want to share this with you because it, it, it was such a... I don't want to call it clickbait, but it was such a great line, right? It was such a, a great headline, right? Here's the headline. It was in the National Catholic Register. It was written by a priest named Father John Jeff Kirby. He's the pastor of Our Lady of Grace Parish in uh, Indian Land, South Carolina. And here's the headline. It says, everyone on earth, including you, is either in a state of grace or a state of mortal sin. I'm like, wow, that's a bold statement. Made me want to click on it, take a look at what he's saying. Um, yeah, there is in our world and even in our church today, I think a lot of confusion, right? And here's an example of it. I was thinking about this. There's a German newspaper called uh, Deutschwell, and they published a story today that I saw. And here was the headline they had. Germany's trans community battles right-wing falsehoods. Trans people in Germany face increased disinformation from far-right groups challenging the Self-Determination Act for easier legal gender change. That was their headline. In other words, people who speak the obvious truth, but you can't change your sex are the ones that are speaking disinformation. We live in a culture right now where things are very distorted. What is right is wrong. What is white is black. You know, a female thinking they could be male, vice versa. Uh, in Ohio, the Ohio legislature actually got it right. The, the governor there um, vetoed their bill that would ban the drugging and mutilation of minors in the name of, of this gender-affirming care. The Senate today... They overrode that veto, which would mean that bill will now become law. So, you know, we need some prayer for, for Ohio. Um, at least they figured out, you know, what's what's right and wrong. But um, here's how the Washington Poor Post reported it. It said, most trans youth, youth will not be able to access treatment to support gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers and hormone therapy. We'll also block uh, trans rights. Um and it goes on. I don't want to keep reading these headlines here, but the situation within the church I can also be confused. There's a lot of people trying to to downplay the reality of sin. And I think we've got to call some of this stuff for really what it is. This is something that's been going on for a long time, and there's a lot of confusion about marriage, about gender, you know, about what is right and what is an abortion even. I mean, we've talked a lot about that. Um you got to call sin for what it is. And Ralph Martin, years ago, he he once he said that you know, um, and people said to him one time, "Look, uh, everything's not black and white. There, there's a lot of gray." And you know, his response was, "Yeah, there is a lot of gray, but there's also black and white. There is right and there is wrong, and we often want to hide in those gray areas." I think that's what's happening today. So when I saw this headline from Father Kirby saying, "Look, here's the reality: everyone on Earth." including you, is either in a state of grace or a state of sin. It's very confusing times. There's a lot of gray out there. People like to hide in it. I said, I got to get them on the air. We got to talk a little bit about this. Where's the wiggle room? Is there? And uh, here to unpack it all for us is none other than Father Kirby. Father, it's great to have you. Good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be on your show. Um, great headline, by the way, as I was saying. 
really made me want to click in it. Um, today we're talking about an issue that touches everybody's life, right? Sin. Um, you didn't leave a whole lot of wiggle room in your piece that I read. And maybe you can unpack what, what you said for those who didn't have a chance to read it. We're going to link over to it. We'll put it up on Twitter so people can read this article as well. Of course, they can go to the, uh, the register, National Catholic Register, and read it. But um, why did you make the case so binary? Give me your 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 uh, your view on it. Yes, uh, I I wanted to just kind of, as you're giving in your intro, um, just some clarity and, and and reminders, especially to to baptized Christians, and in, in terms of you know how we really see the challenge and uh, of of a fallen world and the call that we have as as disciples to cooperate with grace and work out our salvation. That at the end of this life. You know, there's only two destinations. Um, you know, it's either heaven or hell, and and we can't forget that um, because, as also you were describing, we, we, you know, fallen human nature wants to hide in the gray. You know, you know, um, yeah. kind of you know, you know, just elaborates on this you know supposed confusion or dilemma and so on, and forget that you know, you know, God became a man and and He's revealed to us the most excellent way of love, and, and which is the way to salvation. And so, to just try to understand. You know that, you know, hell is real, heaven is real, um, grace is real, sin is real, and and I also want to just kind of in, in that topic really kind of just stress a whole area of of our theology that has been completely ignored, and I think it's gotten in uh, in the in the way, and you know it's kind of fueled a, um, a lot of yeah you know, I, I would say bad pastoral judgments, you know, in terms of, of what we call states of sin, you know, so. For example, you, know, you can commit a sinful act, even a gravely sinful act, um, and 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 that's horrible enough, and, and that can, you know, cause a type of damage to our relationship with God. But yeah. but then we talk about states of sin, yeah. and and you know, sometimes in popular jargon we talk about living in sin, and that's the part where we speak about those who are, for example, you know, divorced and remarried, or who are cohabitating, or who are, you know, in a gay relationship. Right. And that whole area has been completely misunderstood, which has led to, you know, sometimes people will say to me, oh, well, you know, you know, why can you say, you know, uh, someone's divorced and remarried, uh, you know, you know, cannot be, you know, readily received, you know, uh, to, you know, reception of Holy Communion, whereas, um, you know, someone who's committed abortion could, you know, and trying to just clarify, well, okay, abortion is a horrific act, completely terrible and, and cruel. Uh, but if the person repents, it's a simple act. Yeah. But a person who's divorced and remarried or in a gay relationship or is cohabitating, in that case, it's a state of sin, which means the relationship itself is the sin. And and I'm just very concerned that we've kind of forgotten that understanding. And, and so we hear about battles about can we bless gay couples? Can we, you know, uh, kind of just give the, 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 nod of approval to the cohabitating couple. Can we welcome the divorce and remarried couple to, to Holy Communion? And these type of questions are all, you know, brought forward when we forget about those states of sin. Yeah, I think it's that's really important. So maybe we can unpack that. Maybe even we should do a one on one just on what the types of sins. There there are the church teachers venial sin. Of course that damages your relationship with God. And of course you have mortal, as you pointed out, or, or serious sin, which severs it completely, but for a mortal sin to, to take effect, you need three conditions, right? It's got to be grave matter. It's got to be committed with full knowledge. And there's got to be that deliberate consent that that's in there. Um, 
sin is a way of dumbing us down, doesn't it? Blinding us, making us, um, you know, darkened. And there's a lot of people who are now, as you point out, living together or in improper relationships who see that as a good. Um, how do you communicate to them and how do we kind of pierce this confusion, this darkness, um, with, with the truth? As a priest, you must be challenged by this all the time. When people are saying, hey, you know, but I love so-and-so and, you know, or, I, you know, I've got divorced. Uh, you know, I am still living with so-and-so. How, how do you address those issues when it comes to sins and, and, and not just the serious ones like abortion where you can confess that, but people who, I don't know, persist in, in a lifestyle that is sinful. Yes. I think that in the article, I reference the fictional story, the novel Brideshead Revisited, and a character in that novel, and for people who might not know, it's a preeminent Catholic novel. It's just imbued with the Catholic worldview. It's a great fictional resource when we're trying to elaborate on principles, especially moral principles. And in the novel, there's a character, Julia Flight, who you know, decides she's going to, you know, marry a divorced man and therefore is, is you, know, you know, removed from the church, the life of the church, kind of receiving communion and various other things. And then, you know, she has this, just this complete implosion in this one uh, part of the book where she realizes and she's describing to not her husband, the divorcee, but to her lover, uh, because she's in an adulterous relationship as well. And she's trying to explain to him the difference between a sin as opposed to living in sin. And, and and she just goes on and on to try to describe this where, you know, say when you're living in sin, it's always with you. You can never get rid of it. it it's always there, you know. And and the novel does a very great job in describing, you know, the, the real torment of a soul that's in a state of sin. But what I appreciate about the novel is, in you know, in the book, uh, the priests all hold the line. You know, they're, of course, pastoral and um, encouraging, but they're going to tell the truth. And the greatest gift that's given to Julia Flight in this novel is the gift of time. And I think sometimes we forget that, where we're thinking, no, 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 we, we, we have to do something now. And and, and, and we, 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 we let this kind of false sense of urgency get in the way in terms of a person's conversion. And then what happens is we start accommodating and compromising where really all the person needed was time. And so I think some, you know, for example, years ago, uh, invited by a young couple to bless their apartment. And uh, this is a couple from a different assignment than than where I'm currently assigned. So different parish, different situation. I was invited to their apartment to bless. Well, I just assumed they were married. And um, so I got there and realized, no, they're not married. Uh, They're cohabitating. Um, they had no idea that this was wrong, you know? And, um, so I said, well, okay, let's talk about a few things. I said, first, I I can't bless your apartment, um, because, you know, there's a state of sin here, you know? And so we sat down and I was able to kind of walk into some pretty basic teachings in terms of marriage and what unmarried people, what that relationship should look like. And step by step by step by step, you know, and um, and afterwards I thought for sure I was like, well, um, they'll go on my prayer list, and I doubt I'm going to see them at Sunday mass, and um, I was wrong. Wow. 
and they came back. That's cool. Now, regrettably, shortly after that, I was reassigned, so I could never really follow through, you know, substantially. But, but they got it, and they realized what they eventually had to change. So the first step was just they were living in separate bedrooms mm-hmm. and trying to look at their finances to see how can we do this. Right. So I think sometimes, like, we, we don't have confidence in the gospel and we don't have enough confidence in the workings of grace. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the first step is let's regain that confidence. Yeah. That's well said. Uh, Father, let me do this. I take a short pause. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we could talk a little bit more. And, and maybe you can address also these issues. A lot of parents that have sons and daughters that are cohabitating. There's also uh, fathers and mothers of children who are in same-sex relations. There's a lot of different issues. How do they speak to those who aren't necessarily, uh, you know, they could speak to a sinful act, you know, but the state of sin, living in a state of sin, something a little bit different. I mean, it's easy to say, hey, this is wrong, you should go to confession, but people who really got buyer down in it, we'll take your calls too. If you want to join us, maybe you got that situation going on in your life right now. Uh, maybe you got a question. We're talking about sin today, the states of it, and, uh, distinguishing sinful acts from the state of sin as well. Feel free to jo- join us, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. We'll be right back. The Drew Mariani Show. Connected. Connected. Relevant Radio. This hour is supported by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Join the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union and receive $200 when you add a direct deposit. Learn more at NotreDameFCU.com slash join. That's NotreDameFCU.com slash join. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, well, thank you for joining me. Let's get into the phones. We'll take a few of your calls if you're just tuning in. I saw an article, and you can read it if you want. It's the National Catholic Register. Headline was great. Everyone on earth, including you is either in a state of grace or a state of mortal sin. It was written by a priest who's joining me today. His name's Father Jeff Kirby. And he looks at this, uh, what I think is a, con- a significant concern in-, in contemporary moral teaching within the church. He argues that there's a distortion between committing a sinful act and living in a state of sin that's been obscured. Um, and uh, we need to take a look at it and and expose it. Um, why don't we hear more from the church? Do we? Should it be preached more? Um, you know, he, he emphasizes the urgent need for the church to highlight the dire spiritual implications of being in a state of sin and to guide individuals towards really repentance with, with the Lord. Uh, let's get right into the calls. Uh, up first, David in Newark, California. David, good afternoon. Hi, uh, good afternoon, Drew. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Great to have father. you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I just got a situation. So uh, me and my fiance have been together since we were 16 years old, dating. Um, and uh, she is a fully confirmed Catholic. Um, I am a convert to the faith. So I'm just learning all these new things. I've been listening to the radio and just getting valuable information every day from you guys. That's great. Um, and, yeah, just uh, gave birth to our son recently. Um, and, you know, talking about living in a state of sin, you know, what's, what's the next steps? Can I talk to a priest once I'm confirmed going through RCA right now? And, you know, I just want to talk to a priest and, you know, 
to feel a little bit better about this, you know, learning about living in a state of sin and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So Dave, great question. And, and first I, I would hope that, uh, in your RCIA uh, process that, uh, this would actually be a part of it because actually while you're in a state of sin, so while you and your fiance are living together and not married, uh, you actually cannot be received into the church. Uh, you have to first reconcile that situation before you can be received in, into the church formally. And Father, so let me interject to... for a second there. Can they live as brother and sister, though, in the same place? If they make arrangements with the local pastor, and, okay. and depending on the directors of, of the local bishop, that's possible. Okay. So, but, uh, but at this point, it sounds like they've been together since they were 16, and, and, and Dave, do you have a, a child? Uh, I would just speak to uh, the priest or deacon who's supervising RCIA and begin to inquire about what has to happen in order to get married. I'm, I'm not sure why um, you haven't gotten married yet, because um, it sounds like the Lord's doing yeah. a lot of work in conversion in your heart. I mean, obviously you're, you want to, you know, you want to be formally received into the church. You want to be confirmed. So the Holy Spirit's doing a lot of good things, and I would definitely encourage you to allow, you know, the, you know, the entrance into holy matrimony to 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 accept this vocation that. You know, you're practically living, but now to allow it to become a sacramental reality, I would definitely encourage that and, you know, allow the work of the Spirit within you to come to even greater fruition. Yeah, I was, you know, as a younger kid, I, I didn't grow up around church, and I didn't have a strong faith background, and I didn't take things seriously. And something, you know, recently happened to me, it's still going on, kind of a mental issue, and I just really felt a strong pull from God to get serious about this, you know, my salvation is hanging in the balance, essentially. You know, obviously, uh, you know, there's confession and, and the great uh, sacraments that we have for the Catholic Church, and I just want to take things seriously and do right, do right by the Lord. Gosh. Uh, amen, amen. And as Drew said, uh, talk to, to your local pastor, and you can perhaps live as a brother and sister while you might be going through some preparation for, for marriage. But I would definitely ask the person who's, you know, coordinating your RCIA to you know, what, what that process is, um, because I, I, I really encourage you with that. Yeah. Hey, David, yeah. we're going to pray for you. I, first of all, brother, the Holy Spirit is clearly working in your heart. You've received grace, and uh, what a witness you're going to be to other people. So I'm so glad you called, and I'm so glad you're on this journey. You'll be glad you did. You and your wife and your family will be blessed because of it. So thanks for calling, and keep right. listening, okay? Care. Will do. Thank you, Drew. Thank Take you, care, brother. Father. All right. Thank you. Father, you know, following up on Dave, I mean, just in general, I think a lot of people go down this path. There's, I know a lot of Catholics who, you know, cohabitate before marriage, right? They've had kids out of wedlock. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to throw stones or point fingers, but, you know, are we doing enough from the pulpit? That's what I hear people say all the time. And I, I know that, you know, it's, you know we're, we're there to preach on the gospel, but how can the church better address these contemporary issues that so many people are struggling with? Because another aspect of this is confession. I mean, sin is real, and, and there are eternal consequences for it. If pastors yeah. don't prioritize confession or, or talk about these type of issues, people don't know, and they go blindly down that path to perdition. Yes, yes. In fact, I'm... I'm, I'm... I'm actually just to that point. I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, um, in the caller's RCIA process, that that hadn't been, you know, addressed. Um, because you know, cohabitation's a, a state of sin. That's definitely something that, mm -hmm. you know, passionately can be addressed and, and spoken about, and, and and you know, guidance be given in terms of of leading this couple to to marriage. Uh, but in general, I think you know whether it's our, our 
programs at parishes or whether it's from the pulpit, yeah, I, I really think that, you know, sin, hell, um, you know, temporal punishment, you know, you know we can keep going. This whole aspect of, you know, the, the core of, of our teaching has really just been, you know, overlooked and neglected. And, and, you know, in addition to being a pastor, I'm a trained moral theologian. Like this is, you know, I, I've studied, I've written about this. And, and, you know, people think that they're being kind by not talking about sin or hell. Right. But what happens is sin is real and it gets into our soul and it messes us up. You know, and, you know, we, we, we lose creativity. We lose the capacity for virtue. Uh, we, we are told that, you know, our, our intellect is diminished. Mm-hmm. If we were to put that in popular jargon, uh, sin makes us stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and to allow someone to sit in that state and, and to not give them the means of freedom yeah. you know, is, is, is something that's outside the Christian way of life. And that's the core of our message, like the saving message of Jesus Christ. Like it, it, it's a message of freedom. It's a message of redemption. Yeah. And, and to, to not address that, um, yeah, again, I would, I would find to be passionately irresponsible. Like I, yeah, I, I right. don't understand the impetus to not talk about the reality that people are going through and the means to get out of the darkness of of simple realities. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think families have to do inventories. You know, it, it could be somebody cohabitating. It could be same-sex relations. There's a lot of different things. But, I, I, you know, I'll have to have you back where we can talk more about this because it's, it's something that I just think is so important to address. You know, what sin does both to the heart as well as to the mind. And uh, I think that's part of why we have such a crisis today. Father, thank you for being here. I, I only have about a minute left. Let me give you final thoughts, okay, in that last minute. Yes, yes. First of all, Drew, thank you for, for letting me be on the show. And I, I just think that, you know, the call that we have in Jesus Christ, which is the call to freedom, the call to salvation, the call to virtue, the call to the abundant life, yeah. it has to be nurtured. And, and that nurturing comes from grace. And and the enemy of that way of life is, is sin. Yeah. It takes away, it deprives, it, it steals. Sin is a robber. And I think we have to be very attentive in terms of, of fighting sin so we can say yes to virtue and, and love. So well said. Check out Father Kirby. He's got a website, too, if you want to learn a little bit more. It's frkirby.com. frkirby.com. And you can read his article We'll link over to it, but it's the National Catholic Register. You're either in a state of grace or a state of mortal sin. I'll be back. There's more news and headlines are straight ahead. Don't go away.